Well, good morning, one and all. Oh, it's so good to see you, I tell you. Um, we just caught up with you down at the town center. Thank you for all your giving. Um, when we had the last gift day, and we were able to put a uh, PA system in there, and no longer do we feel we're hearing people as if they're speaking underwater. Um, it is such a lovely clarity, which we, everybody who's come from the town center, whenever they've come up here at Hazelmere, they said, oh, I love the sound that they have up there. It's so clear. And uh, we've just caught up with you. Bless you. Well, we're going, to, um, we're going to be focusing, as John said, on our mission statement, Ordinary People Changed by Jesus to Change the World. This is what we're about. So if you go onto our website... The first thing that you would see normally is this mission statement. So I just checked last night that it was true, and it wasn't. The first thing that you come across on our website is coming home, which which is great, absolutely great. But normally, the first line that comes up is ordinary people changed by Jesus to change the world. You'll find it's the first thing that's said. It's the first statement made inside the booklet of our welcome booklet. This is what we're about as a church. We are one church, and we are about this, this statement. It's so important for us to get that. And uh, last week, I had a lot of response from last week. So many people came to me, and they said, uh, if, you know, if you weren't here, by the way, you must download it. But I had so many people come to me and say how good it was last week, because um, people could see the difference that we were making in our community and that actually we were about changing the world. And the uh, interview that Richard Lodge had with Callum uh, really earthed our connection into the Wickham Homeless connection. So please, it, it was so helpful. It gave lots of people great insight. If you haven't downloaded that, please do that. But also recognize this is only a part. There was only two things that we're doing. There were a whole list of things that we are embarking on connecting in with our community. So it's very helpful. Today, I want to take you to Romans chapter 12. You know and I know that the words will come up on screen. But if you have your Bible, don't be lazy. Just get it out and um, then you can follow it because it's really helpful knowing your way around your Bible. Romans 12, and we're going to do verses 1 to 6a. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For, by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. 
For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. I am going to focus on the second part of that, which is verses 4 to 6a. But I, you, you have to do context here. It's like uh, somebody once said, you know, if you get the word therefore, you really have to ask what it is therefore. So you have to ask that question. What, well, why is it that? What is it there? And so, so let me do the context here. Uh, Paul has spent 11 chapters... And he has outlined this amazing gospel of grace. And he says we're justified by faith in what God has done. He says we are no longer condemned. We are joined with Christ. We have life in the spirit. That God is sovereign. He just lays it all out. And then he gets to this chapter and he goes, Therefore, right, in light of that, this that's the point. And then, so, therefore, because of God's amazing grace, I urge you. Therefore, because you are justified by faith, I urge you. Therefore, because you are joined to Christ, I urge you. You've got to see the sense of passion he has. I, I want, this, somebody said that um, the therefore is, is like a hinge on a door. And it swings the door open. And therefore... I urge you, walk through what's expected of you. God has done this. What is expected of you? What, are, what part are you going to play? There's a new king in town in your life. Everything has changed, my friends. So these believers were in a culture which was obsessed with social status. So men looked down on women. Jews looked down on non-Jews. They were called Gentiles. The natural Roman citizen looked down on anybody who had to pay to become freed. The freed person who had paid looked down on the person who hadn't been, who hadn't been able to afford it and, uh, and, and looked down on slaves. Everyone had their position in life. So... And if, if you did, you had your position in life, you made sure that the person, the next rung down, they knew it. They knew it. If they were down the packing list, you made sure they knew it. So in this gospel, Paul is laid out in the first 11 chapters. He's talking, he wants, you, know, you have to change your attitude to other people. You Roman citizens, you Roman Christians, you cannot think like your culture. Others are important. So hence he goes, verse 3, For by the grace of God given me, I say to every one of you, don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought. No, get your thinking straight. If you look at this gospel, you know, you read the first three chapters of this gospel in Romans. It is, there's no escape. We are, we are all under the judgment of God. That's what the first three chapters tell us. And, then, and, then, and that leads us into the grace of God. You, there's, there's no way out. You can only come via the cross. That is amazing grace. You can't, no one is exempt. And he goes through all this list of people. Not one is exempt. You all have to come this way. 
That's what a Christian does. He comes to the cross. All come that way. It's the gift of God. So if that's the case, why would you look down on anyone? Why would you think you are more superior to anyone? Why would you do that? Don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought. Somebody once said that, that the gospel is about one beggar telling another beggar where to get bread. I thought it was a really helpful little. One beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. So in light of all that, I want to talk about change by Jesus in the context of community. But actually, I like the word togetherness. I'll pick that up a little bit later. But I do like the word togetherness. I think we get used to community. Togetherness. For, verses 4 and 5. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. So three things I want to highlight this morning. And that is one, why togetherness? Why? And what does it look like? What, what does togetherness look like? And very simply, and that's just, just a couple of minutes on this, how do we do it? How do we do it? So, it's a key aspect of being changed by Jesus. Don't think it isn't. It is. It's absolutely crucial. Somebody once wrote that there's no pain like the pain of loneliness. And Marla Paul is a, a columnist for the Chicago Tribune. She confessed in print, I am lonely. How did it happen that I could be 42 years old and not have enough friends? This loneliness saddens me. Mother Teresa said, I think this is very helpful, she said that, that loneliness is the leprosy of modern society. And no one wants anybody to know they are a leper. And it's rife. So in us, you know, there's a longing and a longing to belong in everyone. God has wired us this way. I need community. I need it. I don't do well when I'm not in the community of God's people. I just don't do well. I've made that mistake before. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's easy to drift, I can tell you. But I've made that mistake before. I am not going back there. But I do notice that at times there can be a little drift. It's very easy to drift. You don't, you don't go, do you know what? I'm fed up with this Christian lark. I'm, I'm out. It doesn't happen in... And one big swoop like that, it happens just little by little by little by little. Suddenly your personal interests become, well, they are so much more important. I've just taken up sailing. I, you know, every weekend I can't wait to get to the sea. And I, I just love it. I just love it. You know, me and my family, we do, we've got this caravan. We've got this caravan. Well, the only time we can go is weekends. You know, we must go weekends and and away we go and and little by little my personal interests have overtaken my desire to grow in God you cannot grow in God without community you can't do it you weren't meant to do it it doesn't work like that so it's just it happens it drifts I've seen this so many times you know if you go swimming at the beach 
at, in, in Cyprus at Larnaca, there's this beach called Mackenzie Beach. And you, you can walk out a fair way, and so, so it's very easy to get into. And, and then it takes a little bit out, and then you, you swim a bit, and then there's a sandbank, and you can get onto the sandbank, and you walk a bit. So on the, but it's, it's just easy, and it's not big waves or anything like that. It's really easy, and, and you're treading water in there, and it's great, and you're chatting to one another. And soon you realize, you look back to shore, and you lost your bearings, because that's not the place you came in at. The place you came in at is over there. The current, my friends, is always taking us away. It's always taking us away. Just a little question, is that you? You just happen to be here today? Don't, don't do it. Don't let it happen to you. It's, I, I need connections. I need it. If you follow Christ, you need it too. You need togetherness with God's people. Community tethers you. It tethers you to what is important I met Christians, you know, I've been, I've been a Christian since 1976. So I've seen all the fads. I'm sure new ones will come, but they come out dressed up in a different fashion. But I've seen all the fads and the fashions and all the rest of it. I've, I've seen the, you know, we go to, we go to church. I had some uh, people I knew very well. I said, Where, which, which church are you going to? Well, what we do is we, there's a group of us and we meet occasionally. I said, what do you mean meet occasionally? Well, we find a place where we can stop and we're all in the same stage of life and, and we meet occasionally. Oh, I saw you do occasional church. Well, it's, 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 it's informal. It's easy, you know. And uh, I, I want to tell you this. They're not doing it anymore. They thought it was the new thing. They are not doing it anymore. And some are not doing it at all. And somehow they're in and they found a church and they just got going and got connected and they're into togetherness. But others have gone. See, don't, don't forsake the thing about meeting together, it says in Hebrews, isn't it? We need to meet together. We need to do that. Um, I regularly hear that phrase. I heard it on the radio the other week. You don't need to go to church to be a Christian. <laughs> do you know what? I'd be a rich man if I had a pound for every time I heard that. <laughs> Listen, read my lips. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I mean, otherwise, if you think that... For, and they had this poll on the radio, and there were strings of people going, yeah, you don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to go to a church to be a Christian. Rubbish. You're going to have to tear up most of the New Testament if that's your case. You can't do that. That's not God's way. God's way is that we're linked in. yes. I know, I know people don't like institutions, and, but this is, this is a body of Christ. You can't be without it. I, I, so it's a regular phrase. I, the church, you know, was birthed in, in Acts in community. Everything, they, they, you know, they, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Big groups like this in the temple courts, small groups in their homes, breaking bread together with one another. We think, sometimes we think, oh, we've invented small groups. Rubbish. They got in them immediately, right from the very start. It's always been high on this church's agenda. This church always did community. 
It just did it. I don't think it even needed a revelation of it. It just did it. They did community. It's always been high on King's Church agenda. Togetherness. When uh, I was on sabbatical, Des and, uh, Des and I, we visited a number of churches. We were encouraged to visit a number of churches, not just in the UK, but in the US. And uh, we went over, and, and every church we went to, number one question was, how do you do small groups? How do you do it? We want to know how you do it, small groups. And the reason was this, is we had small groups at King's. And, uh, and we knew it was tired. And we knew our leaders were tired. And what's what we knew our leaders thought they had a life sentence of leading a small group. And furthermore, numbers were diminishing. And we weren't the only ones, which wasn't a great benefit, uh, encouragement to us either, but we weren't the only ones. I know churches that just demolish small groups. And in the process, demolish their church. So it's always been high on our agenda. So we were in this vineyard church in Chicago. And, um, and they showed us what they were doing. And do you know what? We really liked it. it. They really liked it. And we liked the reasoning and the rationale behind it. And we were given this book by Nelson Searcy. And I had a good look at this. And I, you know, I thought, do you know, we make some assumptions. And they're not true. We make assumptions. I thought it's a very, very helpful book. And I came back from sabbatical and I popped into Richard Lodge's office and I said, I really think you need to read this. Just read this. And he, and he did. And I said, you know, and, and Richard, if you know Richard, he works out all the pros and all the cons. He's really clever at that sort of stuff. And he liked it. And he, I, he said, do you know what? We can, we can shape this to our context. And and that's where we've gone. This is, this is where we've gone. He took a whole year. He's talked to us through with elders. He went to the small group leaders. We went to the church. I had the biggest turnout of a church meeting for members at this one about small groups. I had people at the small group discussion, uh, talk that we were doing, presentation that we were doing. I had people there who hadn't been in small group for years. And don't tell me it's not important. It is important. I had more there than I think I've had at any members meeting. So many people. They wanted to know. It's important. That's why we have this format. You know, God has wired us this way, my friends. You get it in the first two chapters of Genesis. It is not good for man to be alone. That's not just about marriage. That's a statement it is not good for man to be alone in our individualistic Western culture. It's not good for man to be alone. It's not good. And God has put a void in, here, in us. That's not for him to fill. He's put a hole in us that is not for him to fill. It's for others. We need others. You've got to, you can't miss it. You know, three years ago, we had... 20 plus home groups averaging between 30 to 50 percent. If you had 50 percent, some of the leaders felt they'd won the lottery. There were 50 percent of that small group. Today, we have 54 small groups. I listen, I know people do shift work, and I know some families, the parents can't always come together, but we have such a variety in here, and so many days that people can come. 
we've tried to make it accessible as possible. We have a lot more people. Ex- we have a lot more people connected. After the first week of sign-ups, we have 460 people signed up. Have you? 460 people. Actually, no, sorry. 460 sign-ups, 420 people. Some people are really enthusiastic and the couple or whatever. I love it. So in verse 5, it says, So in Christ, we who are many form one body. This is togetherness has always been a crucial part of our lives together. It's God's way. Furthermore, lots of churches have come to us and say, Do you know, how do you do this? We would really like to know how you do it. Uh, and, and, and gone away and adopted what we've done, or it works in their context. Why do they do that? They do that because it's important in their context too. It'll always be connectedness, togetherness. It's absolutely essential. It's the only way to really grow. Every reference to change and growth in the New Testament is always in the context of togetherness. And you look at the biblical references of that phrase, one another, you will find bear with one another, bear one another's burdens, um, you forgive one another, greet one another. All, all the one, There are 59 references in the New Testament, one another. Tell me, is that important? You bet. That's important. So, I'm encouraging you. So he says, I urge you. I urge you, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. And he says, see yourself as connected. Be part. Where two or three are gathered. We are the temple. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Often God wants to change us. And often we want him to do that on our own. But my friends, if you want to grow, my friends, you have to be in community. Why togetherness? It's God's plan, changed by Jesus. Uh, Let me just mention this about church membership, because whilst we're on this and togetherness and connected, I thought, I'll do church membership as well. And... uh, because I'm one of these people who was at a meeting with an elder many, many years ago. I was at this church. We sat in my lounge, and, um, and I said, well, God, tell me where membership's in the Bible. Come on, I said, go on. I said, I, I, don't, I don't agree with this. You know, we're all part of the body of Christ. Just, tell me where membership's in the Bible. So he said, um, okay. He said, yeah. Just, he said, is the word Trinity in the Bible? Well, of course, I knew it's not. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's implied in there, and it's, you can't miss it. But the actual word itself, so church membership, I found really interesting. And then John Piper says, John Piper is a church leader. He's a very respected theologian and writer of a number of books, he says, when Paul speaks of the church as a body, he moves back and forth between two meanings. One is the universal church. Every believer in Christ who has ever lived is the body of Christ. So Ephesians 1, 22, 23, he put all things under his feet and gave him, this is Jesus, as head over all things to the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Universal church. But the other meaning 
is that, that Paul thinks of each local church as the body of Christ as well. So writing to the church in Corinth, in chapter 12, 27, he says, now you, and he's talking to them, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So here in, in Romans, here, where he's talking about the body of Christ, Piper goes along with it and goes, this is local church stuff. This is how a local church should function. So in Christ, we who are mem- many members form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Your church membership wouldn't have figured in those days anyway. They were the only church in town. You got to get it? The Methodists and the Baptists hadn't been invented. They were the only church in town. That's it. There was no other church. What's more, if you became a Christian and joined the believers, you didn't do that on a whim. You knew your livelihood was at stake, possibly your life. Different day. No. Small groups, I'm in for that. You know, get connected, but membership... Uh, well, it's, it's a way of saying, do you know what? I'm part of this, and I'm in, and I'm on board. And think about it now. Think about it. If, if, if you haven't thought about it as a church, surely it's wise. Surely it's wise, isn't it, to know what the church direction is, what its vision is, what its values are, what it really stands for. Surely it's wise. If you're coming every week, isn't it wise just to, you know what? I never knew that. You go on exploring church membership. Look it up when when the next one comes. ECM, we call it, church jargon. Exploring church membership. Look it up. You can get on it, and then you go to this exploring church membership, and you go, do you know, I never knew. I never knew that you worked like that. I I never knew that was in the heart of the church. I never realized that. And then they go, hmm, I'm not sure about that either. And so, you know, but at least you know at least you know. So anyway, look it up. Many small groups, of course, they're open for anyone. That's not a problem. And in the first place, you know, if that's where you are, just get connected. That's the burden of my song today. Community, togetherness. In, it's, it's God's way. It's changed by Jesus. So what does this church look like? Well, I don't wish to be obvious, you know, but he uses the word body. Okay, so it looks like a body. I mean, it's quite simple. I love that about Paul when he's, when he's like this. It's a body. And verses 4 and 5, you can see it's a body. Simple fact that Paul is making is that every single person has a part to play. Whatever gift, calling God has put in your life, you are needed. It's absolutely essential. You'll find this. Even when it's more developed, you know, in 1 Corinthians 12. Every part is needed. Every part. Every part is needed. So in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, he talks about, you know, the hand doesn't want to be with, you know, the foot doesn't want to be, I want to be a hand. The foot says, I want to be a hand. And I I just thought, well, they're quite similar, aren't they? A hand and a foot. Five digits. One's a bit thicker than the other. Thumb. Big toe. Four digits left. Hand and foot. Quite similarly. But they'll have. Surely that's not a problem. I mean, we look similar. Why can't we do the same things? And so I, I asked Phil, Phil, if you would come here and, and I, I wonder if you could. Uh, I wonder if you can. Because Phil is wonderful at this, you know. You know, 
Phil gets this mobile phone, it's like grease lightning. I go, I think, how does that man do that? How does that man do that? It's amazing. I just wonder if you could text John. Yeah, sure. Could you just tell him you're having a lovely Sunday? And this is the best word you've heard in years. Now, just, uh, it's a, no, 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 with your foot. With my foot? Yeah, with your foot. If you can do that with your foot. So can we start again here? Okay. Uh, uh, thank you. Could you... Uh, so I can't hold it at all? Uh, well, if you want to break, it's up to you. It's fine. But, uh, you know, just Let's try it with that. Try it with that. Uh, you see, I, I knew you'd be, you knew you'd be trying. I, I will we'll be stuck with it. Yeah. You know, how are you doing? Oh, you're enemy. We got a text. We got a text. That's a te- no, no. You got the internet up. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> It's not meant for the foot, is it? The hand is meant to do that. <laughs> Phil says there's a gap in the market. Listen, you know, so, you know, a foot cannot do what a hand does, and a hand cannot do what a foot does. Well, some of you say, you know, I can walk on my hands. Good for you. Try walking on your hands from here to John's house. Have a, have a go. Bless you. But, but actually, it's meant for your feet. It's meant for your feet. Your feet do the walking. You know, your eyes tell you where you're going to go, and your feet do the walking. You need your feet. I don't want to be a foot. What do you mean I don't want to be a foot? I don't want to be a foot. You know what? I'm stuck in darkness all day long. I don't want to be a foot. I want to be a hand. I want to be a... I don't want to do all those things. I want to be a hand. No, I don't want to be a foot. Do you know what it's like at a foot? Do you know what it's like in this shoe? Do you, know what it's like? Do you know what it's like a few hours in this shoe? Do you know what it's like? I mean, it stinks. I mean, you think I've got sweaty feet now, don't you? Uh, so, but a hand never experiences those sorts of things. But if you haven't got a foot, it's, you're stuck. Having said that, I was watching Paralympics. I'm just off on a different one. I don't know if you saw it yesterday, but they had this Chinese table tennis player. He had the, he had the uh, table tennis bat in his mouth, and, um, and he flicked the ball up with his feet to serve. And I thought, that's phenomenal. But by and large, you wouldn't do that. And, uh, you know, I'm just making the point. You know, every part is needed. Every part is needed. And look at my time. Des took something out of the fridge a few weeks ago, and... Um, she said to me, could you smell this? Some, it was some fish. I thought, it looks fine. It just looks fine. My eyes said, no problem with that. It's fine. And then my nose went. And my nose went, that isn't fine. She said, I wasn't sure. I said, that's not fine. That's not fine. But just think if my nose had said, you know what? I'm fed up with being a nose. I'm, I'm going on strike. Every time I walk in a room, everybody notices me. What's more, they comment. They come in. I mean, at least with ears, you know, you can hide them behind hair. See if you've got them, uh, if you've got it. And, and, uh, but, you know, with a nose, I'm the first thing they see. And what's more, they're always commenting about me. And they, they're commenting about my family as well, about the size of me. I, I'm fed up with being a nose. You know, if, you, if the nose doesn't work, you can get really stuck. If I hadn't gone and my nose hadn't been working, just think what it would have done to the rest of my body. Every part's needed. Every part is needed. What does it look like? 
What does this thing look like? It looks like a body. How do we do it? I need the band up on stage at this point, can we? Because we're working on a time frame here. So how do we do this? Uh, I'm going to say to you, it's very simple. Some people are waiting for people to come to them. You could be waiting a long time. You choose. Don't wait for everybody else to make a choice for you. You choose. Come on, my friends. Don't sit back, wait for others. You choose. It's down to you. Make the choice. Listen to what he says. I urge you. I urge you. Get connected. I urge you. Get connected. You've got to do this. In a moment, we're going to sing this song, which is the creed. And um, it's, it's from a we focus. We believe. Because we believe. I love that point about the song. I do like eyes as well. But I love the we. You know, when corporately we believe. And corporately we do the togetherness. One final point here. C.S. Lewis, writer of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And he explains friendship in his book, The Four Lives. He is part of a group of three friends. There's himself. Strange enough, he's called Jack. And there's Ronald and there's Charles. They're co-friends together. Charles dies. It brings them terrible grief. But Jack thinks this. Do you know what? At least I've got Ronald. And Ronald and I will be best friends. And I'll have more of Ronald. And he found out it wasn't true. Because there were things that Charles brought out of Ronald that he couldn't do. We need community to grow in Christ. I would just encourage you, whatever you do, please, get connected. It's your birthright in God.